You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest, and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member of FDIC. Well, welcome to Sunday Coffee. I'm Bar Gregory along with Charlie Winfield. We're in the Farm Bureau studios here in downtown Startwell. Farm Bureau, go with a home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. Agents all across the state of Mississippi. Farm Bureau, just can't beat the customer service of Farm Bureau. And this is Sunday Coffee brought to you by our friends at Strange Brew Coffee House. I went by and got my blueberry cobbler flavored coffee this morning just to feel a little bit better. Charlie, how you doing, man? Yes. <laughs> Are you drinking Strange Brew Coffee this morning? I am. Okay, so let's get it out of the way. I think we should have done our show yesterday morning and had Saturday coffee after the first two games. We would feel a lot better. That's the smartest thing you have said in quite a while. We should have done this yesterday after the win. And that's that's what we should have done. Because well, I don't know. I what do you want me to be, Bart? Do you want me to be happy? I can give you some positives. Do you want me to be negative? I can do that. You can really find whatever you want to out of this weekend, right? You can say, Hey, we won. Hey, we competed. Hey, Dakota Jordan. All all seriousness. Dakota Jordan, look. He, if he comes back out of the lineup, we ought to march. Okay? There ought to be a protest. All right? The, the, you saw him develop. You saw Cade Smith come back. You saw Highfield do a much, much better job behind the plate. You saw Ledbetter make some plays in center. You saw Slade Alford have some good at-bats. But you lost two out of three. And I am not much in the moral victories. You told me and you lied to me. I'm going to call you out right now. You lied to me. Flat out just lied to me. Thursday morning, you said, we're going to get together Sunday, and we're going to talk about Mississippi State winning two out of three. Should be. And we you should l- be. <laughs> no, we absolutely should be. I mean, yeah. Look, I look at the score of that ball game yesterday. I think that's what has me much more bothered. Uh, let me – can I get a few things? I, I just need to get a few things out, okay? Okay, and I'm going to come back to Dakota Jordan in just a minute, but you go ahead. All right, so I want to just get some of this out, and then we can come back. And then I have a question for you. Here's – I know baseball's different. I know – when I say baseball's different, it's not where it was a while back. But if a guy runs his mouth and a guy <laughs> stomps on home play and he trash talks your dugout, have we gotten to the point in life, have we gotten to the point in the progression of the game of the baseball that he doesn't wear one between the numbers? I'm not saying you throw it in anybody's head. Don't get me wrong. No, it's the hip. It's the fastball at the hip. But baseball now and then had the ability to police itself, to fix itself. And you know why we have all the Tennessee absurdity that we endured last year? You know why we have all the UNO absurdity that we dealt with a few years ago? Why? And I'm going to be honest, South Carolina, hmm, not what I thought. But here's the point. When you have a guy like that. It was Mickey Mouse, but go ahead. At what point do you just say that's enough? Well, and I was actually thinking about that this morning driving up. And about how baseball has changed. And maybe maybe the problem is us. 
Maybe it is. Maybe when you say us, you mean the like, two of us? Like me and you. In our in our era. Okay, we grew up when baseball was different. When you did wear one. If you ran your mouth, you wore one. Where if you know, if something was said and we've talked to old school coaches all the time, and what do they say? The best thing for a baseball team is to have a bench clearing brawl. And I'm not advocating violence here. I'm not at all. I am. But no, I mean, but what coaches well, will tell you is is hey, it's time to have a bench clearing brawl because I want to see and I think my players need to see who are the talkers and who are the huggers and who are the fighters. You have three different p- kinds of people in fights, right? You got the guys who run their mouths but never engage. You got the guys who before the game have said, well, hey, listen, if we have a fight today, you got to have a mirror. We're going to go out there, and I really don't want to fight. Let's hug and push each other a little bit. And then you have the guys that go out there. And a lot of times in bench-clearing brawls, you are surprised about how the quiet guys sometimes are the guys that go out and defend their team. And so those are the – it seems like the days of yesteryear. We've created a game and a society, but I'm going to stay off the bigger issue here, right? We have created a game where people can run their mouths and act like idiots with no repercussions, they are now protected. They're now protected. Now, let me tell you what I'm not advocating, by the way. I got a lot I'm trying to get out here, Bart, a lot to sort through. We all saw the video of what happened with softball yesterday. Oh, yes. All right, Mississippi State assistant coach Tyler Bratton did what I said I would like to have done on Thursday, right, pull the bag out. Now, my only, I thought he, he – was a little bit of a letdown. I thought he should have left the field with the bag. You I mean you take the base with you? You throw it over the fence. I mean he just threw it a little ways. If you're gonna if you're gonna go there, I mean go. He he almost went with a kick dirt, but there were some people saying why well, our baseball coaches need to do that. Why? Our problem, other than Thursday night on one sequence with a bad home plate umpire, our problem isn't that we're getting jobbed on calls. This isn't basketball where terrible officials can just hang around forever and not just hang around, but be like D Cantner and you're calling the final four. Hmm. So here's, be, that's not our, our problem. Is not the umpires? No, it, our it's, problem is we're not willing to fight with the other dugout. And I'm not, when I say fight, I don't mean, well, I thought we played. I was asked this question yesterday on the Jason Crowder radio show before the game started about what was the difference in us in game two of this series compared to game one or the prior seven games in the SEC. And I said I felt like we were the hunter, especially when we went up in that game early in the game on Saturday. Now, yesterday – You and I looked at each other. We're like, well, this is new. we got to lead. Now let's see what we do. Well, we talked about playing with a swagger. Vanderbilt played with a swagger on every ground ball they fielded. We played like that on Friday. That's how we looked. And going back to Bratton – there's a couple things here. One is is you have to respect after seeing Bratton toss the ball yesterday and, arm, and hey, he's arm farm and all this stuff and does a lot of weightlifting and, and things. You have to respect the way that Philip Wellman threw that base a few years ago for the Braves because he threw it a long, long way compared to what Bratton threw it yesterday. Was Bratton playing with a bigger base? I mean, are we comparing equal weight there? No, no. They're not playing with a bigger base, are they? I didn't know if you had, like, a bigger base in softball at first or something. No, you don't. I didn't know if it was, like, church league <laughs> rules. You know, got the double wide. <laughs> so, got one got orange. You yeah, know, but, I mean, it does give you a lot. I, that is my dream, by the way. If you don't know the Philip Wellman, just Google Philip Wellman ejection. Well, Braves manager. 
where it, he like takes the rosin bag like it's a grenade. I, mean, <laughs> I dream of having one of those moments one day. But the way the league office does now, and this is kind of just information based, is what happens is is like the other night, Chris Lamont is very unhappy with that one two call right before Messina hits the home run. And so you come out to the dugout, and the umpires will warn you and say, okay, that's enough. And they warned him about three times. They did. They warned him a good bit. And so Chris was like, you know what, no, I'm done. And so he starts back, and they toss him out of the game. Okay, so there are two issues now in baseball that COVID created, and they kept these rules. One is if, if you have an argument with a home plate umpire, you cannot enter the circle around home plate. Two, if you have an – argument with I don't know if you have an argument with the base umpires you can't come into the field of play you have to stop at the line these are rules of engagement with umpires with coaches and so the league office the ump- the umpire will listen to you for a while and then he will look at you and say okay we're just dealing with an objection right now if you say anything else we're going to start talking about suspension and so most times – Wait, wait, wait. The umpire says that? Absolutely. No, th- th- that's not his place to issue suspensions. Well, I'm just saying they can put it in their report oh. to ask for suspensions, wow. and that's what that's what has – the reason that you don't have the blow-ups anymore is because they know that they can be suspended if they keep on. Well, who suspends the umpires? Well, that's what I was about to say. So here was my, my thing about the other night. When you, when you run Chris Lamonis and throw him out and he goes out of the ballpark or whatever, and – the umpire between the innings, to me, when you're staring at the dugout the entire time and you got the rabbit ears. Because that's what he did. So after that inning, he goes to the first base side. So he goes to the right side if you're sitting at home plate looking out to center field. Right side of the circle, pulls out his book, grabs his pen, and starts staring into our dugout. That's begging for it. That's begging for it. Who? Where's the report on that guy? Well, I could write one. I could write a good one. And so therein lies the whole situation. Okay, if you're going to police these coaches like this, then who's going to police what we see every Saturday with these four? And like you're going back to about rewarding bad officials. And, and look, I, let me give you a major league example that happened this Angel, past week. Angel Hernandez, I'm guessing. <laughs> or C.B. Buckner. Actually, this is a different one. Um, did you see the deal from spring training where Real Muto, the catcher, like reaches back with his glove I to did. grab a ball from the – so a lot of times what happens, the pitcher wants a new ball, the catcher will just hold his glove up, umpire drops one in there, and then he throws it back. Well, in that ball game, the catcher had reached for a ball earlier, and the umpire, instead of handing it to the catcher, throws it back himself. So in this time – Real Muto reaches back. There's no ball there, pulls his glove back. He's not looking. The timing is incredible because as he's pulling back, the umpire is throwing a ball into his glove. It hits the ground, and then he ejects the catcher. And yesterday, Rob Manfred was asked about that. And given the chance to say, hey, this is a Bush League call by our umpire, he says, well, you know, it's a young umpire, just a learning experience, just a miscommunication. No, it's not a miscommunication. You just threw a guy out. That guy was like a triple-A umpire, right? He's an up-and-down guy. Okay. So he did like, I don't know, 50 major league games last year. And so what they're going to say is we're handling this behind closed doors. We're handling this situation internally. But, again, here I am. I'm getting upset about umpiring, and umpiring isn't the problem from the weekend. 
No. Um, the, the problem – okay. First pitch walk or <laughs> first batter walks, leadoff walks. Well, going back to the – First wear, pitch balls. The wearing situation, the wearing the fastball on the hip. And Messina did look in the dugout. He did stomp on the plate. Yesterday, Dakota George struck out, and he wolfed something. And here, here's my thing about this is – and you know what? I, I gotta, I'm sorry I'm jumping all over you this morning, but i got to say this. Here's what you're seeing out of this team right now. Dakota Jordan showed a little fight right there, and I like that. We've seen Ross Highfield show some fight. And when I say throw at a guy or hit a guy, make a guy wear a fastball, it's not – I guess this is a very nuanced position. It's not about getting back at that guy. It's about seeing something out of us. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I it's show not the... that I don't really care so much if we actually throw it at him as much as I would like to know that Scott Foxhall is having to go out to the mound and say, listen, I know you want to throw at him. Don't. Right. That's what I want. I want a team who wants to do something. Does that make... Am I making sense? Yeah. and uh... I want a team that wants to commit personal fouls but isn't because they don't want the penalty. Right. And, hey, I've, I've, going back to Messina, I thought he was a good player. I think he's too good of a player to, to for that. I think he's too good of a player to do some of the things that he does. So, let me – okay, I get asked this question. When did it change? When did, you know, the quote-unquote culture of the program change? And July 1st or 2nd, 2021. <laughs> no, I'm going back. I, I'm going to say the first game of the year last year. You know, the, we dogs had dogs went again. Flag and we, oh yeah, I thought it was dogs fit in the heat. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but anyway, they hit a pop up foul territory. I'm talking about Long Beach State in the first game of the year, and they run over a guy. And it was like we looked around, like, "Hey, man, you're not supposed to do that." And it was almost like that was the switch where every team realized we can throw it at these guys, and it doesn't. They're not going to fight back. Am I wrong for saying that? No, I think there's something there. We we just haven't. And again, I go back. I want. I don't want this to be on everybody because it's not. Um, we've got some guys. We got some guys who will fight you, on the field, in the parking lot, where have you? But I think as collectively, we just need a little more dog back in us. Yeah, there was something about us when we were the desperate, just dying to get there, guys, and and it just seems to be lost. But you know, maybe let me make the counterpoint. Are we putting too much into the mindset and the, the willingness to, to get ugly? Is it more simple? Is it simpler? Is it just a question of you got to be able to throw strikes and we don't? Is it just a question of you got to be able to feel? I mean, you can bark all you want to. You can throw as many guys as you want to. But if you can't feel the ground ball and throw it to first, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, you got to be able to back it up a little bit. If you're going to run your mouth, you got to be able to back Maybe it up. Maybe that's why we're not running our mouths. Maybe that's why we aren't giving it back because we don't have the confidence that we can do it. You know who has a lot of confidence? That's Strange Brew Coffee House. I they, thought I really thought you were going to Cannon Ford right there. No, I'm going. To, I'm going to Strange Brew first. Okay. Strange Brew. I got my blueberry cobbler this morning. Blueberry blueberry flavored coffee, and um, I got a little cream in it this morning. I want to go a little light. But Strange Brew Coffee House style. Maybe that's our problem. Maybe, Maybe we have too much cream in our coffee. Probably so. We're going light. We're going at we the need, you, We need to embrace the Charlie Winfield approach, straight black coffee. So now you're calling me weak. Well, I'm just saying that since you started drinking Blueberry Cobbler, 
Maybe that's the turning point. Okay, so I'll order a bag of some of the other stuff. But strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Get some of the Sumatra, you know. Get some of the dark roast. Okay. All right, if we're, if we're talking about, you know, coming at people, then I need to start with me. All right? That's right. I need to start with the inner circle. If I'm going to talk trash and dadgum, I've got to live it too. i got to back it up here. And I can do that with Strange Brew Coffee House. they got the coffee, the mugs. You can order it online, strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. And, Charlie, you did bring up Cannon Ford of Starville. I mean, by Cannon Ford, nobody beats a Cannon deal, nobody. They don't back down from any other dealer whatsoever. You throw they out don't a, commit errors in the service department. No, sir. It's an error-free day if you need a spray and bed liner or if you need your tires rotated, if you need to change your tires, if you need a, the body shop, if somebody has run into you, and instead of fighting them back in the parking lot, you just take it and you just take it up there to let them fix your car. They do it all right. Cannon Ford of Startville. Go by and see Chris Keene and the folks there. They'll take care of you. All right. <laughs> I bet Chris Keene would throw it somebody. Boy. <laughs> Have I ever told you the story about Chris? This is one of my favorite baseball <laughs> stories going. So we were we were 13, and uh, I was 13, and Chris was our coach, and we were playing down at Level Woods in Jackson. All right, do you ever play down at Level Woods when you're growing up? I Level never Woods had was to. was really good, man. And so they had a guy dancing off of third base, and Chris called timeout, and he says, "Let me tell you something. That guy's about to steal home on you because we used to do that all the time. And this is hey, this is bad. This is this is old school baseball here. And he says, if that guy takes off. I don't want you to step off the rubber. I want you to hit the batter. I want you to hit the batter right in the chest. And I was like, what? He said, yep, that guy's going to go back. And so, anyway. It's a dead ball once you hit the batter. He's got to go back to third. It's a dead ball. he got to go back to third. And so, I hit the guy, and the coach went crazy. And, hey, you threw about him on purpose. And Chris says, hey, if you want to do that Mickey Mouse junk, then we can do it right back. So, that's the thing about, you know, I saw the 98 team yesterday. And the 98 team was out there 25 years. It's amazing. I played against a lot of those guys, you know, Brad Freeman and okay, Coach Bolt came in the booth before the game, by the way. And he says, uh, see the 98 teams here? I said, yeah, I saw them down there signing autographs. So he said, these guys look old to me. And I was like, Coach, I mean, you, know, <laughs> you were old when they were here. And he said. He had retired when that, that season. Yeah, he's like, yeah, old. And some of them aren't in great shape. <laughs> Well, he tells me that every single day. But, you know, the 98 team had great stories. That's the thing that this team is kind of robbing itself of by not not fighting, is you're not going to have great stories 25 years from now. See? Violence is never the answer, Bart. It's not? Well, it's sometimes the answer. No, I, I want to. I do want to emphasize this, to me, is not about throwing punches in the literal sense. It's figurative that, that's got me. When I, when I say I want to see some fight, now, don't call South Carolina fighters. Don Staley wouldn't like that, I've read. But call us fighters. That's what I want to be. They didn't look like fighters to me. They look like talkers. Yeah, I want I want to fight. Um, okay, so let me, let me turn around. Let's talk good one minute. That 98 team was good. It was really good. Um, I saw a lot of those guys yesterday and talked to a lot of them. I hate to start naming names because I'm going to forget some. I saw Van Johnson, you know, their great closer off that team in 98. I saw Rusty Toms. You know, Rusty had that great relationship with the people in the outfield at, in Omaha as well. I saw Mark Freed, Kevin Donovan, who had, the, of course, the great year in 2000. 
Um, man, Enrico Jones was back, and Matt Ginner was back. Had Brooke, the video from Pat McMahon. Had the video from Pat McMahon, and I'll tell you what, I love Pat. You talk about a guy that gets emotional. That's a baseball lifer, man. He is. He is. And so, still with the Yankees organization, and it was really good. Brad Freeman was there. Just a lot of guys. That that, that was my college guys. That was the guys that, that I knew when, and they were here playing when I was in school. And so, man, it was so good to see that group. That was a that was a team that had some dog in them. No, they certainly did. Of course, Brooks Bryan, I'll always remember from '97. Yeah, the robbing the home the run. Robbing the home run against Washington. Um, all right, let me. Let's. Barry Patton. We talk about Farm Bureau. Barry Patton was at the at the uh, at the game yesterday. Sorry. No, and I think about him in '97 too, blocking up the balls in the dirt from Debose when Debose decided he was going to spike spike a breaking pitch to get somebody out. <laughs> I mean, he made some big time plays. Um, so let's talk a few good things. Number one, Dakota Jordan. Okay, so let me ask you this question: Dakota Jordan starts opening day and does okay to start the season and then gets kind of in a grind. And it's almost like you're getting a washing machine and you just can't get out of it. I mean, that's – and, and I've be, never been in a washing machine. I haven't. Well, I think I probably jumped in one when I was a kid. I've never shut the door. Okay. All right. But um, – and Ross is kind of going through that a little bit at the plate right now where you just get your head spinning a little bit and, you know, he, he's going to come out of it. But – the thing about Dakota Jordan, and let me ask you this. I think for young guys to get out there and understand the speed of the game is a little bit different. The the breaking ball is a little bit different. I think Dakota Jordan sitting for a week and going over there and just kind of regrouping and being able to watch was really good for him. As it turns out, it was. You never know which way things are going to go when that happens. You don't know if the guy's going to check out. I mean, a lot of people in that spot in today's world, and we talk about I'm becoming the old guy, right, kids of today, um, a lot of them start looking what the portal looks like and not what they got to do to get back on the field. Credit to that guy because he worked on it. I wonder if you were to ask coaches and ask this coaching staff, if you were doing it over, would you have started any freshman on day one? Do you put him in the lineup day two? You bat him eighth instead of third. I mean, that, it would be an interesting if you were doing it over again. But I think what you found, regardless of how you got there, is if you want to improve, you got a guy, he, he can't come out of the lineup. He just can't. And I don't know who's got to come out, but you can't take him out. No, you, you can't. You can't at all. You mentioned Cade Smith, too. I thought having Cade back, and I thought his velocity was up there. Are our guns juiced? This weekend looked high to me. All the way across the board, everybody was a couple of notches higher than I'm used to. Yeah. Um, so you look at your starts, Gerangelo, okay, did okay. Thought he fought through it a little bit. And then I thought Gartman had a really good start on, on Friday. Hey, what about Colby Holcomb? Hey, yeah. Uh, he you, went over 90 pitches on Thursday night. And was he perfect? No, but that guy competed. He did. And, and the one pitch that hurt him was one that he arguably shouldn't have to throw. Now, I want to be fair because I've complained about umpires. I didn't think that pitch that everybody says should have been a strike was as clearly a strike as it is being portrayed. It was down around. It would have been a strike on Friday. And, hey, I want to say this too. 
Jeffrey Jeffrey Macias on Friday night. We get in here sometimes and we take shots at umpires, and we did just a few minutes ago. I, I had more of a problem with the way the home plate umpire handled the situation between the innings on Thursday night than anything. But I'm going to tell you this. Friday night, Jeffrey Macias behind the plate. Give me robot umpires with Jeffrey Macias' strikes on. I'm telling you. Oh, I'd take that all He day. was consistent. I thought he was good Friday. I had no problem yesterday with Cooper. I thought yesterday the strike zone was pretty good. No, it was fine. It was not as big as, as Macias's was on Friday, but I'll take it. It wasn't, you know, Coke can size. I mean, he gave you the corners a little bit, and so I'm fine with that. Just give me the corners a little bit and not make these guys throw it in a box. No, I agree. No complaints about that. No. So, and, and, and honestly, my only real complaint – when I broke it all down from the weekend, looking back, my only real complaint about the umpiring was how the home plate umpire, home plate umpire reacted after the Lamona's tossed. Right. It was going into that next Exactly. Game. I did think that Kingston was tossed in a hurry in the ball game on Friday, but I don't know what he said. I mean, he might have earned it in a hurry. He may have. So, it's almost like Groundhog Day. Where we get in here and we say, okay, what's wrong? What what what's what's going on? And I know a lot of people will say the walks, and yeah, the walks were an issue. I'm just kind of wondering about you know pitch sequence of what we're doing from a standpoint of Wimmer hit the home run on Friday on the first pitch of the game. He hit the home run in the first pitch of the game yesterday. And some people will say maybe Dome should have come out and thrown a slider because. Wimmer hit the home run on Friday. I, I'm of this thought. Just pound the zone. If that guy hits it out of here, he hits it out of here. I would much rather him hit the fastball out on the first pitch than us bounce two sliders and fall behind three and one, and he hit the home run there. To me, it wasn't just about walks. We are pitching from a standpoint of we throw a lot of breaking balls early. We haven't been able to locate a lot of breaking balls. And a lot of the hits yesterday late in the game came on 2-0 pitches or 3-1 pitches. They're getting in hitters' counts. It's not about walks. It's about the counts that the guys are getting hits in. Am I wrong on that? No, that's right. And it's almost like we're trying to be too fine. I don't think we've earned the right to try to have pinpoint control on the outside part of the plate yet, right? Um, It looks like we're trying to be too fine at times. But then I'll ask you the next question. Is that because – it's not that you're trying to be too fine. You just can't throw the strike. Or is it you feel like you have to be too fine because you don't trust the defense to make the play behind you? Well, I think it all kind of works together. But I will say this. We've had more trouble than a lot of teams I've ever seen of locating fastball. And it's almost like we're trying to find a curveball to to give you that release point. I don't know. I, I'm kind of at a loss for words right now. All right, let's say this. Um, Outside of game one against Kentucky, most competitive we've been, and I get it, you know, you're not going to um, sell a lot of people on the idea of, hey, we're improving. Look, we're one and eight. We're almost there. We got one. We're not a program that's built on almost there. We're not a program that ought to be evaluated by, hey, we're close, because we're kind of out of time. Well, you are with the what your record says you are. What did Dennis Green say? They are who we thought they were. We're one and eight right now. That's the only thing that matters right now. That was the old Bill Parcells, my guy. Said, at the end of the year, you are what you are. 
It yeah. doesn't matter how many safeties, how many fumbles, what just your record is what it is, and that's what we are. I do think we play better. I do think we have some bright, brighter spots. I do think getting some guys back on the mound can help, but we're out of time to figure it out. Now Now's the time. Okay, on Friday, or actually Thursday, on our Tracks Plus Deep Dig, and by the way, Tracks Plus now with five locations. Tracks Plus, if you're in the heavy equipment world, the Forester, the Barco equipment, the Denny Seamoff mulching heads. When you look at Saney excavators and mini excavators, need to move some dirt. There's rockback trucks, and I saw Chad Tillman tweeting about the, the rental business right now. Of course, they got great customer service. They've got a big old shop down in Hickory now. And so... Tracks Plus, go to tracksplus.com, and we had our Tracks Plus deep dig on Friday. We had our two brothers, two guys that could smoke you. I talked about Ethan Petri. He was kind of kept in check this weekend, hit the home run on Thursday. He, he had a you know base hit or two later on. I thought we did a pretty good job. He was a guy that came in hitting 500 in league play, but you had Wimmer. Wimmer killed us all week. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, in a variety of ways. He made the plays defensively. He really did. Made a diving play going up the middle on a lane four side ground ball. Threw him out by two steps. Not only did he make the diving play, he got up in a hurry and made a really good throw. Had the big hit, the single off the wall that drove in some. He goes back to that's where he got in a 2-0 count. He had two leadoff home runs. He was good. And that was the guy. They didn't know how he would be at shortstop. He has committed six errors this year, which all told we'd probably take. Um, hey, I was that got me to looking though because I was looking at fielding percentages around the league. You know, next home series, Ole Miss coming up, Gonzalez, the shortstop. You want to say, hey, what does good look like? He's committed one all year. Yeah, fielding percentage at nine eighty five, close to nine ninety after yesterday. Um, we've got to field it better, man. Yeah, we really do. And yesterday, that was the big thing is you had the leadoff error. The 7th, 8th, and ninth yesterday, they got the leadoff man on in every inning. One time, it's a it's a walk, it's a hit batsman, it's an error. And, and our pitchers get beat up, rightfully so at times, as a staff. But a lot of times, we're not helping them. And I, I mean, will tell you, people go, they pull up the box score, and they say, well, this guy gave up three hits. But how many of those hits should have been? I mean, look, it's tough to earn an error some days. It is. It's duty noble. All right, let's look at where we are right now. We're one and eight in the league, which is percentage-wise the worst record in the SEC. Georgia's one and seven. Ole Miss is one and seven. Let's look at how the weekend has gone so far. You look at Vanderbilt has destroyed Georgia this weekend. What they should have done. South Carolina, of course, won two out of three here. LSU won two out of three at home against Tennessee. Tennessee salvaged a game yesterday with a fourteen-seven win over LSU. So Vandy's taking the first two from Georgia. Auburn and Florida have split. Kentucky has beaten Missouri 10-run rule in the first two games this weekend up in Lexington. Ole Miss and A&M have split. Ole Miss won yesterday over Texas A&M 14-7 after A&M won 8-6 on Friday. And then Alabama won 12-1 over Arkansas on Friday and then yesterday, Arkansas bounces back and wins 9-6. to So, right now, Vandy still unbeaten. They're 8-0 and in the league. South Carolina, 8-1. and Kentucky, 7-1. and Florida, 6-2. and Tennessee is 4-5. and Missouri, 3-5. and And then Georgia, 1-7. and That's the East. Over in the West, LSU, 6-3, and leading the way. Arkansas plays later today. They're 5-3. and Bama's 3-5. and Auburn, 3-5. and A&M, 2-6. and 
Ole Miss one and seven, and we are one and eight. And that's kind of how the league stacks up right now. Charlie, hey, coming up, the Greater Startville Development Partnerships. Go to startville.org if you're making your plans to come to Startville later in the spring. And they're partnering with Country Pleasing Sausage in a couple weeks for that uh, crawfish bowl. Worlds are colliding, Bart. Yes. We're bringing people together. That's exactly what we're doing. We are bringing people together. And, and on Friday, April 21, 6 to 9, it's at Fire Station Park. They're going to have the crawfish boil and they're gonna have unlimited crawfish catering crawfish tasting rather going on you can get your tickets at kingcottoncrawfishboil.com get them early because they're cheaper if you get them beforehand they're gonna have a crawfish contest out there so we got that going on and we also still have our startable strides event the team winfield law firm hanging in there we're right around the top 10 but you know what? We've got to step it up, too. And I think I'm going to call out some of my own teammates. You know, I bought Fitbits for people in my office to try to help the Winfield Law Firm reach a title in the Startwell Strides competition. It's a walking contest that the Chamber puts on. And you know what? We're not doing what we need to do. We're top ten, but that's not good enough around here, Bart. Oh, so you're not going to name names of people in your office? I'm just saying my daughter needs a big Sunday afternoon walking around campus. I think that's the reason I have not performed well is you did not get me a Fitbit. I think that's my excuse. Well, I thought getting you the Hoka shoes from our friends at Fleet Feet and getting you in over at Hot Works, I thought that is all you needed. I didn't know you needed a Fitbit as well. well I think if you throw the Fitbit in, I think it just ties it all together. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll come out ready to fight. I'll come out <laughs> ready to work out. All right, so uh, no baseball today. I have to broadcast softball today. It will be a Tyler Brattonless. Well, I was going to ask if he would be there. And well, no. how long will he not be there? Oh, That's going to be a well, big Well, I don't, I don't know. So the coach, the head coaches in the league, it's like baseball. The head coaches get one freebie. But if you're an assistant coach or a player, you have to sit after an ejection. And so I don't know how much longer Tyler's probably going to have to sit for throwing that base. Here's my one question that I saw from that video. Why is it that umpires get to push on coaches? Why can umpires put their hands on a coach and hey, not the other way around? Don't Why? don't make me try to explain softball umpiring. Okay. Well, I don't understand the rules of softball. That's why every time they call me and say, hey, are you free for softball? Man, I'm, I'm out of town that day. Sorry. <laughs> I've got the game today with uh, Brock Turnipseed. So it'll be me and Brock today. And so that's a, that's a noontime start. So I've got to get out of here in a hurry. All right. You and I are back together on Tuesday. Grambling. The ninth and final game of this nine-game homestand. Of course, we go to Alabama next weekend in baseball. That's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series too, right? It is. And then Super Bulldog weekend on the horizon. Ain't on now. Hey, appreciate you guys hanging out with us today. Once again, thanks to our good friends at Strange Brew Coffee House. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. We're in the Farm Bureau studios here in downtown Starville. Go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Tracks Plus, go to tracksplus.com if you're in the heavy machinery world, and they're our good friends. Heartland Catfish, hey, we talked about Heartland Catfish on the Thursday in our Tracks Plus Deep Dig. Of course, Heartland Catfish producing the finest U.S. farm-raised catfish you can possibly want. You can get it at the top of the river restaurants in Gadsden, Anniston, Lake Gunnersville. I do a lot of fishing at Lake Gunnersville. That's a really good fishing lake in Lake Gunnersville. Mitchie, Tennessee as well, just north of Corinth. 
And so the top of the river restaurants, you can get steaks, anything you really want. But they got that broiled catfish. They got the fried catfish. It's outstanding. And it comes from our friends at Heartland Catfish over in the Mississippi Delta. Country Pleasing Sausage and the Greater Startville Development Partnership. Go to countrypleasing.com. They'll ship you that great sausage. And if you're coming to Startville for your your springtime and you want to see a lot of good friends, come to baseball, enjoy the great atmosphere, great music in between the innings, go to startville.org. And then oh, yeah, he had to do it. <laughs> Cannon Ford. We got Whitney Houston. We played ABBA yesterday. Yes. So we're going to the eighth, and we get Give Me a Man After Midnight <laughs> from ABBA. <laughs> Cannon Ford of Starkville. Are they Danish? What is ABBA? I don't know. I'd never listened to them at all. I know we play Go Mickey just about every game. We got Go Mickey. We got Mana. No, it's Hey Mickey. No, Oh Mickey. Not it's, Go Mickey. Oh Mickey. It's Oh Mickey. Man, I feel like a woman. Uh, there's another Shania Twain song. That, Swedish. They are Swedish. They're Swedish. And Mama uh, Mia, the Broadway show. You probably saw that. No, I didn't. I didn't. It actually was a pretty decent Broadway musical, as Broadway musicals go. Last one I saw was Hamilton. And uh, we also had the Beach Boys played at one time as well. And I was it I get around or was it Ba 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 Red? <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got. Do bang. you think this is on Rhett Hobart? Did he leave his playlist when he went to Auburn? No, I is think it's like a April Fool's deal. I think it is. I think we're just what we're doing. Is I'm so, telling you what he did. He left and he spiked it. No, what he did he was he spiked the playlist on his way out. He changed. He changed the name of the file. In the computer, and it says the good stuff. When before he left, it was the stuff that nobody plays. Okay, and uh, I mean, so we're gonna have a little Katrina in the waves. I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> it creates the atmosphere, man. Hey, and go to bankfirstbankfirstfs.com. Uh, hey, by the way, I, I can't I can't get past saying this. We <laughs> we put the words to friends in low places on the video board and the ribbon boards. <laughs> Well, I mean, you want we to make put sure, the words. We want to make sure that we get the words right when we got our phones out with the with the lights at two o'clock. How many in the afternoon. people? How many people invested in the song, which is of a dubious character anyway? But how many people who are invested in that song don't know the words? I mean, how many people are we reaching out to at that point? <laughs> I mean, Charlie Winfield. This is Charlie Winfield. I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> Oh, hey! Go to bankfirstfs.com. Did you get your your bag of paraphernalia from? I did, Moat? and I saw Moat Griffin yesterday, and I told him that I would be representing in my bank first swag this week. Man, Moat is great. He came by the office the other day. I like Moat Griffin a lot. He's with Bank First, and of course, Marcus Mallory are good friends. And hey, Marcus Mallory would throw inside on you. He sure would. John Shapley would throw inside and then walk toward the plate, <laughs> daring you to come out to get him. All right, <laughs> so. That's the kind of banker you want. Absolutely. Hey, uh, can't say I enjoyed it, but we made it through it. It's almost like a therapy session today. I feel better. <laughs> Do you? Now I've got to go to church and ask for forgiveness. We'll be back in the midweek as uh, Mississippi State will play Alabama next weekend. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Sunday Coffee.